0: For SLAS Technology Podcast, I'm David Pector. We have the pleasure of having Professor Claire Herr and Duck Ho Kim, both of Johns Hopkins University. Claire is with the Department of Mechanical Engineering and has a second appointment in the Department of Oncology. Uh, Professor Duck Ho Kim is with the Biomedical Engineering Department. Welcome to SLAS Technology Podcast. We are going to be talking about a special collection, Engineering Innovations for Fundamental Biology and Translational Medicine. It's a very interesting collection. It's just to start, why don't you take us through your concepts for this special issue and walk us through the abstracts of this great collection.
1: The concept of this collection of the articles is that to provide the information of emerging technologies that's describing all the efforts that how the engineers thinking about the way to help individual patients very fast and accurately and provide the right information to the clinicians. The special issue starts with two reviews. The first by Chaudhuri et al. They talk about the importance of creating the patient-specific and also physiologically relevant tumor model for hematological cancer patients. Because hematologic hematological cancer, sometimes it's really hard to understand the effect of microenvironment factors or what type of therapeutic options are best for individual patients. So they mm-hmm. gave us the outlook and the existing technology to address the challenge. And the second review uh, discuss the exosome as a biomarker. The exosomes are small vesicles floating around patient's body. And it usually carries the information about disease. And sometimes you can find the most important uh, biomarker uh, encapsulated in an exosome. So the second review by... Zing at all. They talk about all the technology advancement, how to accurately understand this exosome, and what kind of information are contained in this nanoscale size vesicle. the The reason why they are interested in that is because they can be easily accessible by collecting blood or urine or saliva, the oldest body uh, bodily fluids. So by providing the accurate technology, analyzing this small material could provide very fast information what patients' uh, diseases are progressing. I see. The paper by Riordan et al. reports the workflow that can be integrated with uh, existing clinical laboratory technology so that they can measure the proteins from the patient specimen to understand how the drug and targets are interacting each other so that they can understand the drug efficacy or if there is any problem they have to address.
0: I see, and it's microfluidic based, right?
1: It's a microfluidic based, but it's also can be integrated with existing uh, laboratory instruments. So that's our effort.
0: I see, okay. So it kind of leverages existing technology. It's interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, The article by Fox et al. reports automated uh, multi-layer artificial skin fabrication methods so that they can create large uh, size of the skin equivalents from the patient-collected specimen so that Hmm. they can rapidly address wound healing or other type of uh, artificial skin production.
0: Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Amazing.
1: Right. The article by Mohammadi Farr reports very simple, disposable, self-powered glucose level sensor. So it eliminates user error or reading error, but it's really cheap. So it makes the glucose sensing a lot more accessible. So it promotes uh, participation of the patients, how they handle their health monitoring.
0: I see. I see. It's paper-based, which is always kind yeah. of fascinating how that's done. There's like a special set of technologies going into that kind of thing.
1: Right. It's a lot more cheaper than the existing glucose level that's available for diabetes patients. The Piera et al. reports a new design guidelines so that they can provide biomarkers from biofluids using the paper-based lateral flow immunoassays but their contribution was to eliminate harsh chemicals that are ruining the activity of all this biomarker. So they make the assay much cheaper, but without losing their uh,
0: sensitivity. I see. So this is quite an interesting group of articles in this special collection. So one of the things that we haven't talked too much about is personalized medicine. So do you see these very much in the... Uh, area of personalized medicine
1: yes because personalized medicine require processing individual patient's specimen through urine or saliva or blood so it requires fast workflow when you collect specimen you should be able to process quick enough and it should be integrated with all other existing high-end technology to analyze it so even though there is a amazing technology, they can detect something very accurately. But if it's not going to be available in clinic, it's the technology itself might not be able to contribute for personalized medicine. And another reason why I think this collection of the product, uh, papers are tied with the personalized medicine is because it makes the technology more accessible to individual patients so that individual person they can participate into this health management scheme so that it's more user-driven and error-tolerant but very inexpensive instruments. So that's how I see that the collection of the paper are uh, contributing to the personalized medicine.
0: Please tell me about the research environment at Johns Hopkins and how your own work connects up with this special issue.
2: I'm actually uh, joining the Faculty of Biomedical Engineering uh, from today. I am mm-hmm. formerly at the University of Washington, but my OP is starting at Hopkins is September 16, Monday today. So, okay. <laughs> but I formerly trained in biomedical engineering for my PhD. Uh, Johns Hopkins, 2005 to 2010. So uh, I can share my experience as a PhD student uh, during that time. But Claire, we better person to talk about the research environment at Johns Hopkins as a faculty investigator.
0: Okay. Well, what about the work that you're going to be involved with now? How does that connect up with the special issue?
2: Uh, My lab research focuses on human IPS-based uh, microphysiological system for disease modeling and therapeutic discovery application. Okay. So, uh, we utilize the uh, recent advancement in stem cell biology, microfabrication, and tissue engineering to create the more physiological relevant to in vitro uh, disease model uh, so that we can better understand the uh, disease uh, biology and potentially apply this for translational uh, therapeutic development. Uh, I cannot think of any better place than Johns Hopkins to perform these types of research based on excellent collaborative environment, basic science, and clinical department.
0: Okay, nice. And this
2: obviously is very much aligned
0: with the work that's outlined in this special collection. Yes. And Claire, you're the one with more tenure at Johns Hopkins more recently. How do you see it as a research environment? And also tell us a little bit about your own work.
1: My research focuses on making instruments for uh, processing patient specimens to provide doctors better information, how patients are doing, and what kind of therapy should be provided for that individual person. And Hopkins makes a great place because as Professor Kim mentioned, the collaborative research among clinicians and engineers and basic scientists, everybody teams up to answer very important scientific questions together. So they makes it very unique environment so that uh, we can pursue the direction of the research that will benefit the patients the most. And that aligns with the special topic because all the papers that are listed in this collection is how to translate all this emerging innovative technology with the clinical workflow so that it will benefit the patients. So that's how I see it, the environment that I experienced at Hopkins and those my personal research interests aligns well with the, the special collection of the SLS
0: technology. Well, I want to thank professors Claire Hur and Duck Ho Kim for joining us on SLS technology podcast. I'm David Pechter.